So, so we're continuing our series, The Christmas Option. And, and like I said last week, you know, unfortunately, we've really glamorized the whole Christmas story. You know, as we go through this life, if we really think about it, if we put ourselves into the same position as those in the Christmas story, would it be glamorous? Probably not. We, we'd be doing things that, that we don't like doing. We'd be stuck in situations we don't want to be stuck in. But, but yet, as in the world today, it's all about, let's make a pretty Christmas tree. Let's glamorize it, have all these pretty cards and, and everything else. But the actual, when you dig into the Christmas story, yes, it's God coming into this world, but there really wasn't glamour and glitz the way that we try and see, or the way that the spin that Hollywood would try and put on it in our lives today. Um, you know, and as we, we're going to look at today's, um, really we're going to look at Mary and Joseph and, and things that they had to go through. And, you know, I remember as a kid, you know, I thought Christmas was like an amazing day. I always got excited leading up into Christmas. You know, am I going to get this toy that I wanted? You know, am I going to get my Red Rider BB gun? Because, yes, I had one as a kid. And all these different things, all this emotion went up. But then Christmas Day would come. And you'd unwrap, you know, mom would give us one toy to unwrap. And then the rest would go into the back of the car. And we'd take that drive down to Miami to go to my grandparents' house. And, you know, for the life of me, it was the longest ride I'd ever been on. I mean, back in the 70s. You know, they were still constructing homestead extension of the turnpike. I was there a couple weeks ago, and they're still doing construction on it. I mean, I don't know if they're ever going to finish it, but, you know, it seemed like it took forever, and, you know, my mom would take 441 down to the Golden Glades, then out to the homestead extension, and at the time there was no exit at Bird Road, so we have to go south to Bird Road, and then cut through what used to be farmland out there, you know, to get to my grandparents' house. And, and I was like, man, this takes forever. And then when I got my license and I was able to drive, I was like, why did my mom go that way? I was like, that was a long journey to get to this place right here. She could have just taken 95, could have got there quicker. But no, you know, mom had this, this way we do it. And, and it's just, it was crazy that we would go through that, and in the meantime, I'm like, man, I just want to open my Christmas present. I just want to get there. My cousin's going to be there, and what are we going to do? We're going to have to eat, and then after we eat, then we can open up presents. It's like, come on, people. Don't you know we're kids? We're ready, and you're going to put us at the kids' table and make us eat everything that's on our plate, even if we don't like it. Y'all remember them days, right? Amen. Yeah, you know, and I'm like, yeah, so it like ruined the day. And unfortunately, you know, around 
Christmas time, we all have that same kind of thing going on even today. You know, maybe you're going to travel and you're going to go someplace where maybe you got people coming to you. And, and, you know, there's one thing that I really don't like also is like when you travel and you got to stay at someone else's house. You know, it's kind of, you're like, man, I, can I just, can't y'all just come to my house so I can keep my same routine? You know, so I can do what I want to do and feel safe. Instead, you go to someone else's house and you got to like, oh, uh, yeah, you got to deal with what they got going on. And you got enough going on in your own life, but now you got to deal with someone else's what's going on. And, and it's this inconvenience that, that just goes around. But, hey, it's Christmas, right? It's supposed to be love, peace, joy, happiness, right? But that's not how it works out all the time, is it? I mean, it gets real, and the Christmas story today is real. And, and we're going to see even today that Mary and Joseph are displaced. They're taken out of their comfort zone. They're taken, have to go to a place that they, they really don't want to go to. And I think speaking for most of us, I think most people in this room can say, you're not, you're not a fan of being discomfort. You're not a fan of discomfort. Some people aren't a fan of change. And the reality is when discomfort and change come together, you're really out of sorts and you really don't know what you're going to be doing and it, it can kind of cause some emotions you don't want to go through. But the whole big idea today is this. When you feel inconvenience and displaced, God may have something unique in store for you. And, and kind of with that being said, as, as we travel and guests are coming and and people are going, remember this, don't get discouraged when your expectations aren't met. Keep going and see God's plan for your life to flourish. Because we will get discouraged. We will get discouraged around the holidays. We get discouraged with things going on. Maybe it just didn't go the way you wanted it to go, but that's okay. Don't get discouraged. God has a plan. Amen? Amen. Amen. So if you have a Bible, today we're going to be in Luke chapter 2. If you don't have a Bible with you, don't worry. There is one in the back of the pew in front of you. And in the back of the pew in front of you, you can find Luke chapter 2 on page 1179. Uh, but as always, it will be up here on the screen. But I want to tell you, there is something about listening to pages open. There's just something about, you know, now I'm guilty all during the week. You know what I use? I use my, my phone. I use my phone. I use the Bible app. That's how I do everything. Or I'm on Logos app on my computer. But there's something about actually opening up God's Word and, and actually having pages to read from. And with that being said, as always, as we give reverence to our God for the reading of His Word, can we get everyone to all rise for the reading and the hearing of God's Word? And you can read with me Luke chapter 2, verses 1 through 7. In those days, a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that the whole empire should be registered. This first registration took place while, uh, wow, Curinius, you know, I can't believe I'm not reading today. Curinius was governing Syria. So everyone went to be registered, each to his own town. Joseph also went up to the town of Nazareth in Galilee, Galilee to Judea to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house of the family line of David to be registered along with Mary, who was engaged to him and was pregnant. While they were there, 
the time came for her to give birth. Then she gave birth to her firstborn son, and she wrapped him tightly in cloth and laid him in a manger because there was no guest room available for them. Amen. I couldn't read this morning. That's a pretty bad day. Oh, by the way, just, just on a side note, if my phone goes off today, I am on call. So hopefully be praying that I don't get, you know, that PBSO call today while during this sermon or it'll be really short. Uh, but with that being said, kind of give a backstory um, of what's going on here. So, so we know that God promised the Israelites a promised land. Uh, they, they went to the promised land during that time. They're between the Assyrians and Persians and everyone else. They had all this different time of of having to leave and come back and rebuild, and, and they're finally back in the promised land, and here comes the Roman Empire. And the Roman Empire comes in, it, it basically conquers them. Now, it doesn't displace them out of their homes, but it does displace their way of living. And ultimately what happens is, is because they're under Roman reign that they can be taxed and they have to follow what the Romans tell them they have to do. So what we see here is, is the Romans decide, hey, everyone needs to go to their own hometown and, and register. Now, what this registration was for was actually for taxes. So, you know, the government, even back then, was taxing the people, just as we see today. So they had to go, and that way they could kind of figure out who was from where and what tax they should be paying. So... They made them go on this journey, made them go to, from wherever they were, go back to their lineage, their line of people where they came from. And, and I look all through history, and I'm like, man, you know, for Israelites being God's people, they've went through a lot. I mean, you look at back with Joseph, uh, Joseph thrown in a well, sold to the Egyptians, ends up being there, and, and through all that process, God then uses him. To, to help the Israelites and to keep them going. Uh, even though they end up in captivity, then along comes Moses. They get out of captivity, takes them into the promised land, and, and there's land flowing with milk and honey that they've been under siege the entire time. Someone's constantly wanting to kick them out of their land. And it's still going on today. We, we still see it in today's world, but God had a plan. God still has a plan for Israel, and this whole time, even though they may lose their rights to whoever happens to come in to take over at the time, God still had a plan. And God's got a plan for us in these same situations. When things aren't going our way, maybe we're under the rule of somebody else. In some case, it may be your parents, it may be your boss, and, and there's times that we feel like our rights may be taken away from us. Even in that time, know that God still has a plan. God has a plan for each and every one of us. And as I think about it, I think of missionaries. Yeah, I remember taking different mission trips. And, and one thing about missionaries is they kind of are in that same boat. They're, they're in a place where, you know, they don't live there. They're not from there. They don't really understand all the customs. So, so they're kind of limited on what they do. But what happens is, because of the sacrifice that a missionary makes, their voice actually gets heard. Because people know, hey, you know what, they, they've come here, they don't have the same rights that we have in this country, or whatever it may be, 
but they understand the sacrifice that they're making. And, and I think as we do that same thing, we need to understand that there's a sacrifice that we make every day in our lives. There's a sacrifice that we make, whether it's for family, friends, or loved ones, we make a sacrifice to be different and to be different for who God calls us to be. And it doesn't always come with roses and unicorns. It's not always puppies. Sometimes it's hard. And I think as we do this, like I talked about last week, even in those times, we have that ability to worship God. We, we have that ability to, to worship Him, to seek Him, whether we're on the mountaintop or in the valley. We, we have that time to, to just know who He is and remember what He's done in our life. And that's that hidden option inside the Christmas story that, that we all have. And, you know, like I talked last week, disappointments are going to happen. What we choose to do with those disappointments is going to make a big difference in our life going forward. And it's also going to make a difference in the people around us. How we react to a disappointment can truly change the trajectory of someone else's life. And so we got to take that opportunity to worship God, not only with our words, but worship him through praise, through loving the unlovable, doing what he calls us to do. Because we need to make sure our attention remains on him. I think God has a journey for each one of us. As we look at this, we see, see here Mary and Joseph had to travel. They had to go from Nazareth to Bethlehem, 90 miles. So that's a lot bigger trip than my trip as a kid going to Miami, although it seemed like it took just as long. You know, it probably took them about four days to make that journey from Nazareth to Bethlehem, and on top of it, Mary was nine months pregnant. Now, I don't know how many of you have ever taken a long trip with a pregnant person in the car. Trust me, I'm glad I didn't take place in this 90-mile journey walking, and maybe they had a donkey to help her along, because I guarantee Mary was not comfortable. There's no way I could think that she was comfortable for this four-day journey to go 90 miles walking or whatever it is. And I know nowadays, you know, for the ladies, you go in, your doctor says, oh, you're not quite there. What do you do? Go walk the mall. Well, Mary had to walk 90 miles. And the reality is that this journey was a reason for the journey, not only because Rome told them they had to go, but God would actually use this journey and use the Roman Empire to fulfill his promises to the people of Israel. If you look back in Micah chapter 5, verse 2, it actually tells us, whoo, went too far, actually tells us, Bethlehem, Ephrathah, you are small among the clans of Judah. One will come from you to be ruler over Israel for me. His origin is from antiquity, from ancient times. So God's plan for them was to reach Bethlehem. So as we look at the promises of God, you look at the, the wow, you look at what Micah said as they're going forward and, and this prophecy being fulfilled, it required them to actually take this 90-mile 90 90 journey. 
Now, what's ironic is, you know, many of us may say, well, you know, it was because of Rome. Well, here God was able to use what the Roman Empire was doing to glorify him. And through our own journey in life, there may be times when it's we get discouraged or maybe we get upset and, and because we're being taken out of our normal every day, we're getting taken out of our safe place that we have to turn around and, and make a journey. And then we look back afterwards and say, man, God used me right there. God had a reason for me to go through what I was going through to get to this place to have a conversation or whatever it may be. And that's exactly what we see here today is Mary and Joseph had a journey they had to do for God, and each one of us in our lives have that same type of journey. Now, it may not be 90 miles on foot while nine months pregnant. I wouldn't wish that on anybody. But then the same thing, is there anything glamorous about that? For the ladies in the house who have had a kid, would you want to walk 90 miles, nine months pregnant? I didn't think so. Any of y'all even want to walk 90 yards pregnant, nine months pregnant? Probably not. I remember having to, come on, let's go, Patty. Let's walk. Got to get this baby out. Let's walk. I remember the look I got, too. Mm-hmm. There was nothing joyful about that. And, and, and there's, I can't imagine as they were going through this <coughs> that there was much joy inside of Mary. And it really got me thinking, you know, in, in psychology, there's this, there's this model called the, the learning zone model. <coughs> and basically it says there's three states in, inside our lives. You know, we got three different states. We got the comfort zone, which most of us like the comfort zone. Then you have the learning zone and then the panic zone. And, and what happens is, as we go through these things, as we go through life, we kind of switch between each one. Now, I think most of us really like that comfort zone. Most of us really like that comfort zone area, you know, it's like, hey, I'm just comfortable, it's easy, nothing's going on. But the problem is, the only where place that you learn and you grow is in between comfort and panic. And none of us really like the panic zone. And we can get to the panic zone real quick. We can go from comfort to panic like that quick. But it's that learning zone, that sweet spot in the middle where we do our growth. And, and that's where God uses us the most is during that learning or that growth zone period inside our lives. And, and I think most people, we get this false conception that, you know, if it's, if God's going to take us someplace or on this journey, that's going to be easy. And, you know, we can just hang out in our comfort zone and God can use us in a mighty way. You know, most of the time God uses us, we're in that learning zone. Sometimes right on the border of panic. Oh, my God, are you really going to make me do this? You know, we, we get in that zone right there. But we actually have that growth and God uses us in that learning zone to grow us and to take us to where he wants us to be. But that means we got to get up. It means we got to move. It means we got to be willing to take those steps, willing to get out of our own comfort zone to do what God calls us to do. And a lot of times we just don't want to give up that comfort. We, we like it there. We're happy there. 
Many of us, it's our hop, happy place. And the last thing we want to do is be robbed of our comfort or our conveniences. But life is full of loss of comfort. It's full of inconveniences. Yeah. Anyone who drives on 95, that's an inconvenience, especially during rush hour. And you're in a hurry, and you're almost out of gas. Everything becomes an inconvenience at that point. But even through our life, we, we all go through these times that are, they're just not for us. It just, it didn't work out. But as we look back, we can see how God used them. And as we got stretched and as we grew, when we're outside of our comfort zone area. And, and understand that, that when God has a journey planned for us, he's going to go with us. And not only is he going to go with us, but we know that he will prepare that way. We just got to be willing to take them steps that he calls us to take. <clears throat> and, and with doing that, I believe as we look, God's got that place for each one of us where he wants us to go, where he wants us to be in life. You know, I think, unfortunately, in this world, we're kind of like Mary and Joseph. If you notice, they took this long 90-mile walk. They get there, and what are they told? Oh, we got no room. Now, many scholars say it wasn't like an inn. It wasn't like a hotel. It was probably a family member's house or extended family. And because everyone was going, everyone had to be inside from that lineage of Bethlehem, it was overcrowded. So there were a lot of people there, and by the time they got there, there really was no room for them. So they had to put them, hey, you know what? You can stay where the animals are at. But the irony of this whole thing is I think about it, and I'm like, wait, God is coming into this world. The creator of the universe, creator of the cosmos, coming into the world. Is there really any place perfect for him to come? No. Yeah, I was listening to an old pastor of mine. It reminded me, and I said it a couple times this week. The reality is the creator of the universe, the creator of the cosmos, came into this world, and we think of, well, he came as baby Jesus. No, he came as an embryo. Think of the size, the, who uses God who uses the earth as a footstool, came the size of an embryo into this world. That's a gift. That's a gift that we totally miss. But he did that for us. And then we look while he was born in a manger and, you know, oh my God, I can't believe all this. Well, is there really any place that the God child could have been born that would have made sense? No. So, so it makes sense that there was no room for him there. There was no earthly accommodations that were adequate for the birth of the Messiah. But the same thing, we run into the same thing. There's a place for us. God has a place for each one of us. And, and guess what? It's not in this world. Each one of us at times should feel like, man, there's just not room for me here. I, I don't fit into this place. There, there's not a place for me here because as eternal creatures, we're, we're, we shouldn't be subject and content with what the world has for us. But some of us will get so caught up on hey, I got this little box right here, and, and this is where the world tells me I belong and I fit in this little box and it's perfect. None of us should fit in a box. 
none of us should be allowed or even allow anyone to try and fit us into their box. Because if we're doing what God calls us to do, we're taking that walk, we're doing that journey that he called us to do, we should be different than the world. Yes, we are in the world, but we're not of this world. So guess what? We should feel like there's not a place for us. We should feel like we're outsiders. We should feel like, man, there's just something just ain't right here. But at the same time, be bold enough to know that God put you here for a reason. And actually do what he called you to do. Actually live out the life he called you to live instead of just falling into what society wants us to be or thinks we should be or do what they, whatever it is to fit in. We shouldn't fit into this world. We, we should be different. We're called to be different. And, you know, I think of, you know, last week, actually a couple weeks ago, it was on for 24 hours, the, the Christmas movie Elf. Y'all like the Christmas movie Elf? Absolutely. Yeah, I, I'm more of a Christmas story guy, you know, Ralphie and the Red Rider BB gun kind of thing, you know. It's not Christmas until I see Ralphie shoot his eye out kind of thing. Um, but, but Elf is a great movie, and, and I really, as I think about Elf, I think of, you know, as a baby, Buddy crawled into Santa Claus's toy bag, and Santa took him back to, to the North Pole, and, and they decided once they got back there that they would raise Buddy there. And it didn't take long for them to figure out that Buddy wasn't like a regular elf. Buddy was a little different. He, he wasn't meant to live his life as an elf, but yet they tried to raise him as an elf and, and to do all the elf things. And, and, but Buddy was, had a bigger destination. God had bigger plans for, elf, uh, for Buddy, and it wasn't to live his life as an elf. It was to be different. And basically, he just outgrew the elf world because he wasn't an elf. We should outgrow the world that we're in because we're not of this world. We're not called to be in this world. We're called to do what God calls us to do but move on and spend eternity with our, with our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The little bit of time we're here on earth is so minute compared to eternity but we think we got to fit in. We think we got to, oh, well, that's, what, that's the latest trend. We got to do it. Well, that's the latest TikTok challenge. Well, that's what this is. And we feel like we got to do these things, but we should actually feel like we're out of place. Just like Buddy in the movie Elf, we should feel out of place. We should feel like we don't belong. In this world, we should honestly feel like we don't belong here. Our sight should be on heaven. Our sight should be on eternity. And, of course, while we're here, what do we do? We tell people about our Jesus. We tell people who don't know Jesus about our Jesus. So guess what? So as Jesus is preparing that place for us, they'll be, he'll be preparing a place for them also. Because I, I can't think of anyone here who would, would like to say, well, I don't want that family member in heaven with me. Well, I know I don't like him, but man, too bad, so sad. We all want our family in heaven. We want to see our family. We want to see our friends. We want to see our loved ones in heaven. But yet we won't even tell them about Jesus. We won't get out of our comfort zone to tell them about Jesus. 
Now, I'm not talking take a King James large print Bible and beating them over the head with it, but actually take that time to have that conversation. And the reality is they should see a difference in you. You should be like Buddy the Elf. You don't belong in Elfville. So in this world, we should be different to where people say, you know what, there's something different about you. What is it? Hey, let me tell you about my Jesus. You want to know what's different? I'm not worried about this life. This life is this big. It's like you think about it. This world right here is the eraser on this pencil. That's how long we're here, that little eraser, but this eternity. It's so minute, but we make such a big deal out of it that we even try and fit into today's world. We try and fit into what's going on, and we need to realize that it's a bigger picture than that. It's much bigger than this little bit of time that we're here. We shouldn't fit in and understand, guess what? There's no place for you here. There's no place for you here, just like there is no place for Mary and Joseph in Bethlehem to have baby Jesus. It fulfilled the promises of God. It fulfilled the scripture that, that we see through the Old Testament of the coming of the Messiah. So they had a reason they had to go there. God has a reason for each one of you going through or doing what you're doing. We just got to be open and honest about it and be willing to get out of our comfort zone, get into that learning zone, which may almost get us into that panic zone. I know some of y'all sitting there saying, Pastor, if I got to talk to my family, man, I, I'm way outside my comfort zone, and you're actually in that panic zone because that fear comes up in you? Well, believe it or not, fear comes up as you learn. You think about time in school or a new job, there's a fear that comes with it. Fear is not a bad thing. Fear helps us to actually move forward. So when you feel that fear and it's not quite that flight, you know, fight or flight kind of panic, but it's the, I'm a little nervous here. I'm a little apprehensive. Allow that to be the time that God's using you. That's that growth that's coming into you from God. He's got that journey for you to take. Be, be willing to take it and be willing to move the way he's called you to move. You know, as I talked, you know, we, we know that God's preparing a room for us, but the reality is we're supposed to prepare room for God in our hearts and in our lives. And, and if he's willing to pray, prepare a place for us, we need to prepare our hearts for him. We need to be ready to do what he calls us to do, be willing to do what he calls us to do, and take those steps of obedience. And, and trust me, steps of obedience are never easy. It's never easy to do what God calls you to do in a world today. When the world today is totally against what, God, what the Bible says, you look at what the world says is right, the Bible says is wrong. What the Bible says is right, the world says is wrong. It's a totally different world, and that's the world that we live in. That we're called to be obedient to Jesus. And we should be about two things in our life, about Jesus and his word. And if we live our life according to Jesus and his word, we're going to be different. There's going to be no place for us, but God's going to take us on a journey take us out of our comfort zone, and use us in a mighty way. But we got to be willing to take those steps. you got to be willing to get a little dirty. you got to be willing to be a little inconvenienced in your life. 
you got to be willing to take a step out of the comfort zone. And the reality is, most of the time, when we take that step out of our comfort zone, what do we get? We get discouraged because we're not in our happy place. Don't get discouraged when God's using you to do something mighty. And you may not see it at the time. You may not understand it at the time. But, you know, that's why they say hindsight's twenty twenty. Because when you look back and you're able to go, man, look what God did. Look how God used me to do that. I was outside my comfort zone. I was almost in my panic zone. I didn't feel in. I just, I didn't feel right about the whole thing. But man, look what God did. And instead of conforming to this world, which we're told not to do in Romans 12 too, it tells us, do not be conformed to this age, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind so that you may discern what is the good, pleasing, and perfect will of God. The only way we're going to understand the perfect will of God is renewing our mind and not to what the world says, but into what God's word says. Allowing his word to transform us into the person that he wants us to be. And realize, each one of our journeys isn't going to look like someone else's. God has a specific journey for each one of us. Thank God for most of us, it wasn't a 90-mile walk with a pregnant wife. And for the ladies, you didn't have to do a 90-mile walk to go have your baby. Because I think some of us would have been looking at our kids going, you don't know what you put us through. I mean, some, I, I hear it now. You know I was in labor for 18 hours. Yeah, 36 All these crazy, I was in labor for this and, and this and that. Mary had to walk 90 miles to fulfill the prophecy of God and have Jesus in Bethlehem. And meanwhile, the Romans who were they subject to, the Romans who were ruling over them, are the ones God used to get them there. We'll get upset if, if Lord knows the government makes us do something. Do you ever think that when we've got to do something because the government tells us to do it, that God can use it? God's word says he puts them into power. There's a reality check. The other reality check, and I've said it before, there isn't a politician or a person in this world that can save you except for Jesus Christ. But man, we will put our faith in politicians. I don't, I put my faith in Jesus. You all know why? Because I don't belong to this world. I just wait and I just keep looking every day what page of Revelation are we in? Because it's coming. It's coming. I mean, you read Revelation like, well, hey, we might be here right now. Because it's coming. And the reality is, I know he's got a plan for my life. I'm going to continue to try and do what he calls me to do. I'm going to get out of my comfort zone. I'm going to get into that growth zone. Because it don't matter how old you are, how young you are, you can still grow and God can still use you. We're not of this world. We need to be different than this world. And we need to feel like we don't fit in. Now, I'm not saying don't feel like you fit in because you want to, you know, like real odd for God, beating people with the King James Bible. You should be different because of the way you act. When you get inconvenienced, how you respond. When things aren't going your way, how do you respond? 
Do you respond like the people in the world do, or do you respond with love and affection the way God calls us to do it? I know for most of us, it's I growing up, boy, I was quick. It come out my mouth, and I just thought I was thinking it. And it still happens today sometimes. I'm like, oh, did I really say that? But the reality is we, we, we all have problems along the way, but it's okay. God knows each and every one of us individually. He knows the plan we, he has for us. He knows what it's going to take to stretch us, to get us to move and do what he calls us to do. We just need to be obedient. We need to be obedient to what he called us to do and, and understand, hey, there's times we're going to be inconvenienced. So i got to ask, are, are you brave enough to go on the adventure that God has for you? Are you brave enough to take those steps like Mary and Joseph were? Or are you going to let a little inconvenience discourage you from doing what God called you to do? And I think in the past we all have. We, we've been inconvenienced, so it's kind of, well, I don't really feel it today. Maybe tomorrow. Be obedient when he calls you, even when you're inconvenienced, as Christ followers were called to be different. And like I said at the beginning, when, when you feel inconvenienced and displaced, God may have something unique in store for you. During that time when you're outside of your comfort zone and, and you're inconvenienced and, and you're displaced, God may be using exactly that very moment to put you someplace he needs you to be and using you in a mighty way. So when you feel convenience, just, okay, God, what do you want? And then with the holidays coming, like I said, don't get discouraged. Don't get discouraged when, when your expectations aren't met. Because I guarantee everyone in here has not had their expectations met at some time in their life. And probably everyone in here got discouraged. Me too. I've been there. Understand, keep going. Keep going, keep moving. See what God's plan is for your life and watch it flourish. See what God's got for you and just let it happen. Even through the pain, even through the discomfort, even all of those different things, take the steps to be obedient to God, doing what he called you to do. Because that's what we're here for. We're like Buddy the Elf. We don't, we don't belong here. We're different. Be different. Be different today. Be more different today than yesterday. And maybe you've been living like the world called you to live, and today's the day, man, Pastor, I need that. I need to be different. I, I, I live in my comfort zone because I like it. And it's easy. But God's calling you outside that comfort zone. And maybe you're here today and you're like, well, you know, I came to church and it's out of my comfort zone to be here and to hear about this Jesus and Joseph and Mary and, and Pastor, I really don't understand it because I don't have a relationship with them. And, and Pastor, you don't know, I've been living in this world for a long time and, and I like the world and, and I, I, I'm hungover from last night or whatever it may be and God will never accept me. Exactly. I want to let you know, God's word says we're all sinners and we all fall short of the glory of God. 
So if you look to the person next to you, you can gladly say, hey, sinner, how are you doing today? Because we're all sinners. We all fall short. And the Bible says if you say you have no sin, then you're a liar, so you're lying. So guess what? You got sin. But, but here is the reality of it. God loved you so much that he sent his son to die on a cross for you. He sent his son, which we read about today, came into the world. And there was no room for him. Just like there should be no room for you. And God's word says, if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, and you believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Now that sounds pretty easy, doesn't it? It doesn't sound really inconvenient. You mean that's it? I just got to confess with my mouth and believe in my heart? Yeah. Nah. No way, pastor. It can't be that easy. Yeah, it's that easy. No special handshake, no dance, no nothing. That's what God's word says. Now the hard part and that inconvenience comes after you do that. And as a Christ follower, it's really not an inconvenience, but it may inconvenience the people around you because as he begins to change you from the inside out and you start reading his word and you start seeing the sin in your life and you start saying, man, I can't do this anymore, and you start to change who you are, the people around you may become inconvenienced because all of a sudden you're not doing the things you used to do. You're not going to the parties. You're not drinking you're not doing drugs, whatever it may be, whatever sin you may be doing. Maybe you're going to stop watching porn or whatever it may be. All of a sudden, all this is going to change. And, and I know people who have said, man, I can't even listen to the music I used to listen to. Because God started to change them from the inside out. And, and them other things, they realized that they didn't fit in. I had one of my youth tell me on Thursday night, you know what, Pastor? I changed because I realized the people I was hanging around were taking me in the wrong direction, and I didn't want to go that way. That is amazing. When you hear a high school student tell you, I realized I, I, that was wrong. Realizing, like Buddy the Elf, he didn't belong with the group he was hanging with and had to make a change in his life. Every one of us has to make that change in our life. Get out of our comfort zone. Get into that growth zone, into that learning zone, and let God use you in a mighty way. And if you're here today and you probably, yeah, Pastor, I'm in that comfort zone. Well, I want to encourage you this week, let God stretch you. Get out of your comfort zone. Honestly, have that bold prayer, God, what do you want me to do? And maybe there's someone he wants you to talk to about Jesus, and you're like, man, I, I can't tell people about Jesus. Pray a bold prayer. God, bring someone in my life today to tell about you. And here's the reality. When you pray that prayer, someone's going to come into your life, and the conversation about Jesus is going to come up, and you're going to be able to have that conversation with them. So when you pray that prayer, get ready. Because you're going to get inconvenienced. It's going to be outside your comfort zone. But that's where God uses us, to, uses us for his glory. So be used for God's glory this week. Amen? Amen. So and we're going to do a little different this week, actually the next couple weeks. So it's Christmas time. Man, there's a whole lot of Christmas songs. And we try and put them all in like a four-week period of, of this Christmas series. You know, 
even though we've been hearing them on the radio since like Thanksgiving time, you know, in church, you just hear them in December. So what we're going to do for this week and the next couple weeks is, is after I pray, we're actually going to do another whole worship song. Then after that worship song's over, um, I'll be in the back if you want to come back and, and talk with me and, I'll, you know, anything going on, I almost fell, anything going on in your life, uh, we, we can talk about it, I can pray with you, pray for you, um, I'll be in the back and, and other than that we can just go out and go be different, go be different in this world, amen? So let's pray, Heavenly Father, we come to you today and we thank you, we thank you for you've taken us out of the comfort zone, Lord we thank you for your word. And Lord, as we look and we see this story of Mary and Joseph, Lord, having to, having to take a 90-mile journey while pregnant. Lord, that had to be inconvenient. It had to be hard. And, and Lord, it, it had to take them outside their comfort zone. But Lord, they were obedient to you. So Lord, as we go through this week, may we be the same thing. May we take the journey that you call us to take. May we step out of our comfort zone and allow you to use us in a mighty way. Lord, you used the Roman Empire to set this in motion. Not only did they call for this censorship and this time to be registered that everyone had to go back to their own hometown, but Lord, the other thing that you did with the Roman Empire is they built roads. So not only after Jesus' birth, after he was raised, after his death, burial, and resurrection, you had this same empire build roads to help advance the spread of the gospel. So Lord, we know that you can use bad for good. We know that you can use governments to still seek to have a way to glorify you. Lord, I ask that for everyone in this room, whether they're here in the room or listening to via church online, Lord, that they will step outside their comfort zone this week, that they will be inconvenienced, that they will take those steps that you call us to take, and Lord, that they will glorify you in all that they do. And Lord, if there's anyone here who don't know you, Lord, I ask that they make that move today because your word says today is the day of salvation that they will take those steps after this final song, come back, talk to me. Uh, we can pray with them, pray for them, and accept them into our messed up, jacked up family. Because, Lord, every one of us is messed up, every one of us is jacked up, but every one of us is loved by you. <clears throat> so, Lord, allow us to show your love to those in our lives and that we may love the unlovable just the way you loved us. And Lord, make this prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So let's all rise and continue worship. Amen. Amen. Good word. Amen.